What's up, everybody? This is Not Your Average Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler, a.k.a. TG. Saturday, June 29th. I don't have a full schedule for you today, but... Um, we might be ending this a little early today. Just... Excuse me, just so you're aware of that. I know, we're up early today. We're doing it earlier. Um, so let's get to the news, shall we? Um, should police body cameras have facial recognition technology? Axon, the largest U.S. maker of these devices, says no. <clears throat> and I don't think... I mean, do we really need... Facial recognition on, on our body cameras? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I don't, I don't think that's of the utmost importance when you're trying to... Uh, when you're trying to figure out what's going on from the person who's watching the body cam footage. Um... Facial recognition would be nice. It's not imperative to the situation, you know. Um, But, you know, I mean, these things could always be worse, you know. Um, Body cameras are getting more and more popular, more and more required, I guess is a better term for it. So, um, we'll see how this goes as it goes along, but it's interesting that the largest maker of these devices, excuse me, in the U.S. said no to, um, (sighs) this technology, oh my god, dude, my yawn is gonna kill me, um, Experts have said that robots could take over 20 million jobs by 2030. And honestly, this wouldn't shock me. I mean, mean, that is only 11 years away. But um, robots are taking over jobs, I'm sure. I'm sure that's coming. It's going to be like... um, It's a good robot taking over movie. Um, the only one that comes to my mind is iRobot with Will Smith. Um, that's the only movie that I can draw a comparison to what I think this would look like. And even then, I think, I, mean, I don't know if All I'm saying is don't trust robots. Um, we've, there've been too many movies where robots take over the world or take over something and we need to learn from these movies. Robots can have jobs. That's great. That's fine. That's all well and good. Just make sure they don't rise up against us, you know? Um, 
but we need to be more worried about robots than we currently are. They, they're coming hard and they're coming fast. That's all. That's what I'm. That's all I'm saying there. Um, a man who killed a woman when he rammed his car into a Charlottesville counter, Charlottesville, Virginia counter protest gets life in prison. Um, this is good. Um, you can't just go ramming cars into a protest just because you don't agree with what they're protesting about. Um, I mean, that was, this was a part of that night in Charlottesville where there were two different protests going on. So, um, and things got crazy that night. Um, believe there was, um, um, many a fight that broke out between the two protests. Um, Um, but, you know, that's probably one of the worst things that have happened near me. Um, but, um, I think this is a good call by the, whoever made this decision. Um, this sets an example out of this guy. And make sure that everyone knows that if you're gonna, if you're gonna ram your car into someone protesting, then you're gonna get life in prison and you'll never be able to get out. So I think that sets a good precedent for in the future. Um, uh, um, but we'll see what happens moving forward. Hopefully we don't hear about him ever again, but sometimes that's not always the case. Um, a pop-up Taco Bell hotel in Palm Springs, California, sold out in two... Sold out in two minutes. That's insane. Um... Honestly, the idea of a Taco Bell hotel sounds freaking amazing to me because I love Taco Bell. But, um, granted, I realize that's just my opinion, but, you know, Taco Bell's pretty cool. <laughs> um, but... To have a taco, I mean, and that sold out in two minutes. I didn't realize people in California like Taco Bell that much, really. I mean, it just didn't occur to me, you know? Um, but this is awesome, in my mind. I, I would absolutely love it if, um... A Taco Bell pop-up pop hotel moved on over here. Um, it would be cool, you know? You know what I'm saying, though? Um, 
just the idea sounds really cool to me. And, you know, like everything about that idea just seems awesome to me. Again, I love Taco Bell, so it makes sense to me, but, um, federal tax credit for Tesla buyers will be eliminated at the start of 2020, which will make buying a Tesla more expensive. Um, the only reason I added this story to my news for the day is because of my my boy Wayne, former or no, he's still he a uh, softball manager currently. Um, he he has a fascination with Teslas. That's his dream car. He says he's gonna buy one one day. So <laughs> I'm I'm giving him a little help here with the the Teslas. Um, so giving them a little advance notice that Teslas are going to be more expensive to come soon. Um, it's just a little heads up for him, you know, nothing big, but Tesla buyers are going to have to pay more. That's, that's the big news coming out of this camp. Um, cause they've sold enough cars now that Apparently, this tax credit gets taken away. So, and which means that Tesla buyers will have to dish out more money in response to this. But I get that topic was for you, Wayne, just so you know that. Even if you don't listen, it'll be for you anyway. Um, so, let's move on to the sports for the day. The Women's World Cup yesterday, the U.S. made me stress me out so much yesterday with that game against France. Um, U.S. ended up knocking out France 2-1. to one. Fun fact, the host nation has not advanced past the quarterfinals since 2003 when the U.S. finished third. Also, fun fact... The U.S. have made it to the semifinals every all eight Women's World Cups. We have never finished, I believe we've never finished worse than third, for that matter. Um, now, wait, what am I doing? I can just click on it. The dummy. Um, hold on, give me a second. I'm gonna get the, I'm gonna get the facts. Hold on. We have never finished lower than third in the World Cup. So, the expectations remain high. We've been to the semifinals all eight World Cups. And we're going to guarantee at least the top four finish. Um, so that's nice. Um, but... Lord, is it getting interesting. We have three players with five goals, two on the U.S. and one from England. So they'll face each other in the semifinal on Tuesday. Um, the U.S. was out attempted 10-17. 
three corners to Francis seven, threes offsides to Francis six, 40% ball position possession for the U.S. Their plan in this game was simply to let France have the ball, and they couldn't do anything with their opportunity. <laughs> mm. Excuse me. The U.S. had 66% pass accuracy to France's 79%. France had the two yellow cards, only two yellow cards in this game. Um, that pass accuracy number is really haunting moving forward. The U.S. played a system that they aren't used to playing in order to beat France, and it worked. Um, I'm thankful that it worked, but I couldn't believe it, you know. Um, so, U.S. England, Tuesday at 3 o'clock on Fox. <coughs> Circle your calendars. Be the greatest fight since the American Revolution. You heard it here first. Um, and what a way to start the 4th of July week, dude. Hmm. But anyway, on to today's. We have the two other quarterfinals today. One starts in 35 minutes on FS1 Italy Netherlands. And I think the Netherlands come out the winner in this game. I'll say 2 1 in extra time. Um, Italy didn't show me enough in, that, in their last group stage game against. Oh, God, who they play? Brazil. They didn't show me enough against Brazil to really warrant me to think they could beat the Netherlands. The Netherlands are on a roll. Um, they have two very classy world, or world-class strikers in Miedema and Mart- Martins. Um, they very easily could... Well... I won't, I won't say very easily make the final, but one of these two nations will be making their first ever semifinal appearance in the Women's World Cup, so that's good for them. Um, someone's guaranteed their best finish ever. Um, but like I said, I think the Netherlands come out the victor in this game. Um, but I've been wrong before. I could be wrong about this. We'll just have to find out later. Um, but in the last quarterfinal at 1230 on FS1 um, is between Germany and Sweden. Two rivals going at each other. Two top ten rivals at that. Oh, backtrack a little bit. Um, the U.S. versus France was one versus four in the world. In the semifinal in Lyon, it'll be one U.S. versus three England in the world. So, and if Germany makes the final and we make the final, then it'll be one versus two for the champ for the title. Um, but anyway, that was a little backtracking I didn't need to do. Um, but anyway, Germany, Sweden. Um, Germany's just 
too strong of a team to let Sweden beat them. Sweden will give push them, but Germany wins this game three to one. You heard it right here, three to one. Um, the Golden Boot race is between Alex Morgan, uh, Megan Rapino, both of the U.S. and Ellen White of England. So. We'll see who comes out of the pack with that. Um, but it should be a fun day at the Women's World Cup. Starting a little bit earlier, which is why I'm up earlier than I should be. But here we go. Um, to the Gold Cup, because the quarterfinals of the Gold Cup are tonight. Um, <laughs> up first in... The first off, the quarterfinals are in Houston at NRG Stadium. Um, first up, Haiti is going to take on Canada. And Haiti shocked me by winning the group and getting to face Canada. Um, oh, this game's at 7 o'clock. Yes. Um... I didn't think Haiti would be able to win the group against Costa Rica, and, but they did it. Um, so Haiti, Canada, um, God, this is tough for me. Mm. For some, some reason, something's telling me Canada beats Haiti here and moves on to the semifinals. Um, it might very well go to uh, extra time or even the penalty shootout, but uh, something's just telling me, go with Canada. Go with Canada. Um, so I'm going with Canada. Um, the nightcapper at 10 o'clock on, well, actually, they're probably both on FS1, but at 10 o'clock, Mexico and Costa Rica. Now, that's a highlight quarterfinal right there. Um, Mexico should win this game. But Costa Rica could give them fits. I think if Mexico wins... If Mexico wins tonight, they will guarantee to make the final in Chicago on next Sunday. Um... Because I don't see Katie or Canada beating Mexico. I mean, shoot, Mexico already beat Canada 3-1, to one, so uh, I'm pretty sure they could do it again. Um, but, oh, Jesus. Like, I, I anticipated being Canada-Mexico rematch in Arizona on July 2nd in the semifinals. Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll have to wait and see after tonight to see. Um, I think it's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's certainly going to be interesting. Um, I, I don't think there's really any other way to slice that up. Um, but we'll see how it goes tonight, and we'll cover it for you tomorrow. 
get you ready for the U.S.'s Gold Cup quarterfinal against Curacao tomorrow night. So we'll talk about that tomorrow. Um, but moving on, the NBA will allow coaches challenges at its summer leagues this summer. And it will be used in the regular season as a, on a, as a part of a pilot program. Um, I really don't know where to go on this one. Um, I mean, should coaches have the ability to challenge? I mean, what are are they going to use their challenges like foot or their challenge like football? I don't I really don't know how this is going to look like because I don't. It just doesn't seem like it makes sense to me to have coaches' challenges in basketball. Like, if something needs to be reviewed, then fine, it can be reviewed. That's not a problem. We, we might need to expand, expand viewing of plays a little bit past two minutes left in the halves. Um, but. I don't really think we need coaches' challenges in basketball. It's just... It seems like it would just, it would destroy the flow of the game even more when you're asking the ref to review something that they say could not be reviewed or something along those lines. Or just, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to work. We'll just have to wait and see. But I... I don't know if I expect this to take off and do well this season. So, um, we'll just have to wait and see what happens. Um, reports says Kyrie Irving is still a high priority for Lakers and free agency. Um, not sh- terribly shocked by this news. Um, of course, LeBron's going to want his old buddy Kyrie back. Um, I mean, I know he's not going back to Boston, but please don't go to the Lakers. Don't, don't be petty. Don't be petty and go back to LeBron. Do your own thing. Go, go be on your own team. Don't live in the shadow of LeBron and Anthony Davis. Go be you somewhere else. <laughs> um, sorry, I got carried away looking at my notes. Um, but for real, Kyrie, go to go to Brooklyn or go to New York, either one, and take over those teams. Maybe get Kevin Durant on your team. And then just go play some basketball. I mean, you... Yeah. He's a great player. He just needs to be something I don't I don't 
Brad Stevens just couldn't get the best out of Kyrie that he wanted. So, um, so get him off my team so I can get somebody else. Sources are saying that the Warriors are planning to offer Clay Thompson a max deal. And I don't know how they have the money to do this. Um, but you, they absolutely need to get it done if they want Clay to stay. Um, they're not going to be able to keep Clay and Kevin Durant. That's just not going to happen. Um, but if they want Clay Thompson to stay on their team, they better make sure they offer him a max deal because he wants money. And if he doesn't get it, he's going elsewhere. That's, I mean, that's just the name of the game nowadays. Um, Clay Thompson is one of the best shooters in the NBA. Um, so he's definitely a top 10 free agent. That's for sure. Might even be top five, but that depends. Because we got Kevin Durant, Kawhi, um, uh, Lord, we Kemba Walker, we got, uh, Jimmy Butler, Lord, uh, Al Horford, uh, Kyrie. <coughs> I mean, we got a boatload. Um, side note, fun fact also, on tomorrow, actually, um, there will be 200 NBA players that are free agents. That's over 40% of the league are free agents as of tomorrow. <laughs> so buckle up, everybody. NBA free agency is going to be real fun. We'll have a free agency sort of like tracker we'll do throughout this podcast. Wow. I'm actually going to make it to the full 30 minutes. So, haha, you get to enjoy my voice for 30 minutes. <laughs> anyway, um, Dansby Swanson, the shortstop for the Atlanta Braves, is dating Mallory Pugh, who's on the U.S. Women's National Team. So he, last night, he wore U.S. Women's National Team cleats in support of her. And I think this is an absolutely fantastic move by Dansby. That's that's absolutely incredible. Hmm, that must suck. See, at least Julie Ertz, who is married to Zach Ertz, the tight end of the Philadelphia Eagles, at least he's off in the offseason right now and can go watch his wife play in the Women's World Cup. Dansby plays baseball, so he's not going to get time off to be able to go see the women's women playing France. <laughs> this is not going to happen. But this is a nice tribute to her, though, and the team. There were some nice... These, were, these cleats were fire, too. These were awesome-looking cleats, too. If you haven't seen them, you need to go look them up, because they're pretty cool. Um, I would... If I would play baseball, I would want those cleats to wear. <laughs> That's... That's for flipping sure. Um, uh, dang, I should have done my I should have did my last basketball thing before I went to this news. But oh well. Um, but like I said, um, good on you, Dansby Swanson, for making those or getting finding someone to make those cleats happen because those are some special cleats, and I'm sure Mallory will appreciate that when she gets back. Hopefully with a 
World Cup, uh, fourth World Cup trophy in her hand. So we'll see. Um, last news of the day: sources are saying Kevin Durant is in only engaging four teams: Brooklyn Nets, Los Angeles Clippers, New York Knicks, and the Golden State Warriors. Now, out of those teams, I would say the best one to go to is stay with the Warriors. I mean, granted, Durant's probably not going to play at all next season because of his injury, and Clay's probably also not going to play much of next season. So, well, so actually, maybe he does want to go somewhere else. I don't know. His best bet if he goes somewhere else is probably the Nets or the Clippers. He definitely shouldn't go to the Knicks. The Knicks aren't going to help him. Um, the Nets have some young, good talent, um, but they're probably going to lose D'Angelo Russell. I don't know who the Clippers have really anymore. <laughs> All the players the Clippers used to have that I know, like Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan, J.J. Redick, they're all gone. Chris Paul, I mean, they're all in different places now, so I don't really know what the Clippers have to offer here. Um, but ultimately, it's up to Kevin Durant to choose what team is his best fit. So we'll see what happens. NBA free agency, like I said, is about to get very wild, and we'll be keeping up with it. You can bet on that. But thank you for listening today. We hope you have a great day and we'll have new content for you tomorrow.